All right. Well, it's so good to be here, and uh, this is exciting. Uh, this is definitely a unique situation for me. I've preached in villages. I've preached all over uh, Tanzania and in different situations. But this is my first drive-in service to ever preach in. And so I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's good to hear some amens out there. <laughs> all right. The theme verse for uh, this this year's conference is Isaiah 54, chapter 2, or chapter 54, verse 2, and I'll read that for you. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. And of course, this uh, passage speaking about uh, getting the gospel and stretching forth, stretching forth, getting the gospel out to this world and uh, through our through the missions program of Heritage Baptist Church and getting the gospel to those who need it most. This evening, I, I, I hope I can be an encouragement to you. I, I, I pray that uh, the preaching thus far has been an encouragement to you. I know uh, hearing uh, Brother Haynes and uh, uh, hearing testimonies has been a blessing to me. And uh, I pray that you would just open up your hearts this evening, that you'd be prepared to be challenged. And uh, it's, we, every time God's Word is opened, we need to uh, ask ourselves, what does this mean for me? I know I tell our church folks all the time, I, I say, whenever the Bible is preached, whenever scripture is read, you ask yourself and you say, how does this apply to me? What can I take home uh, today for me? And so before we get into the preaching of God's word, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, we come before you. We thank you uh, for this opportunity. We thank you uh, for Heritage Baptist Church. We thank you for allowing us to meet this evening. Lord, I pray that you would enable me as I preach your word, Lord, that you would uh, just use Use me as, Lord, I preach, and, Lord, I pray that it would be a challenge uh, to your people this evening. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I'd like to start the message this evening by sharing uh, a story with you about a Tanzanian. In 1968, there was a gentleman by the name of John Stephen Aquari. And I don't know, you may have heard his story before, but this uh, gentleman, he was a runner, and uh, he was there in Mexico City and uh, from the country of Tanzania, where we're from. And uh, Mr. Aquare uh, was there. He was an incredible runner. He had won several races, uh, uh, marathons and different things, even there in the continent of Africa. And so he was there representing Tanzania uh, in, in a race. And uh, so they, uh, uh, they shot off, and uh, he was a part of the, the group that was ahead. There was a cluster of, of runners up on ahead, and he was uh, running with that group. And while they were... Uh, running, there was some jostling and uh, uh, some elbowing, and Mr. Aquare uh, tripped and fell right at the same time. He, his muscles were cramping up. Uh, he was he had practiced uh, in Dar Salaam, which is sea level, of course, Mexico being uh, so high, uh, such a high altitude. And uh, Mr. Aquare fell to the ground, to the asphalt there. He tore up uh, his knee and his leg, and uh, all bloodied. And uh, he got up and began hobbling and continuing on. The pace car came up behind him. The medics came up, helped him, uh, pat bandaged up his bruises and, and uh, his bleeding leg. And they said, you can hop in the vehicle now. He said, no, I want to continue. And he continued on that way for some time. And they continually, uh, repeatedly uh, encouraged him to just get in the vehicle. And... Uh, 
the race finished. Uh, Mr. Aquare didn't uh, win the race, obviously, that, that year. It was an Ethiopian gentleman whom I don't even know his name, but uh, Mr. Aquare got up and continued on. He came into the stadium uh, hours later, maybe an hour or two later, after the race had even finished, after uh, the, 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 uh, the award ceremony was finished, and they were shutting down some of the lights, and people were uh, uh, beginning to leave the stadium. And here comes this lone Tanzanian hobbling into the stadium. Of course, he wasn't running, but he was kind of hobbling, coming into the stadium to finish that race. And John Stephen Aquare crossed the finish line. Of course, people were shocked, wondering in bewilderment, why would this uh, man, this runner, uh, finish a race that was finished long ago? And the reporters came up and uh, shoved the microphone into his face and uh, were recording with cameras and said, Mr. Aquare, why would, you, why would you finish a race that obviously you could not win? Why would you do that? And this was his statement. He said, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. My country sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. And that's a, an encouragement to us as Christians. I'd like us to open our Bibles to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, and this will be our, our main scripture today, Acts chapter 20. And we'll, we'll read just verse 24. We see here Paul speaking. He says in verse 24, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul is simply saying here, uh, my, my desires, my life is no longer important to me. Not as important as finishing the course that God has placed before me. Essentially, Paul was saying, God did not send me and put me into the ministry uh, for my own desires. God sent me to the ministry to finish the course, to finish the race that God has called me to do. We see there uh, the race that God called him to do. He says to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul was simply saying, as Mr. Aquare said, God has placed me in this race to finish the course. And I want to encourage you, Christian, why has God placed you on this earth? Why has God put you in this wonderful church, Heritage Baptist Church? Why has God blessed you? Why, uh, uh, why, why do you have salvation when so many don't around this world? And so I want you to ask yourself indiv individually this evening, God has blessed me with so much. God has given me so much. God has placed me on this earth for a purpose. If you still have breath, God has a purpose and a plan and a desire for your life. If it weren't so, immediately when we trust Christ, we'd go to heaven. But God has placed you on this earth. He's placed you in this church for a purpose. And our purpose is just as Paul, Paul's purpose was. The same, we're running the same course that Paul ran, and that's to do what? To testify of the gospel, to get the gospel to the world, to do all that we can to get the gospel out. Of course, we, we know what the gospel is. It's salvation through Jesus Christ. I wonder, Christian, 
Have you gotten distracted? I spoke briefly about this this morning, but oftentimes we as Christians, we get distracted. Sometimes we get distracted by good things. Sometimes we get distracted by sin. In Hebrews 12, 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We've been set a race before us. We've been given a calling. You know, a calling is not just for a pastor or a missionary or a full-time Christian servant. A calling is for every Christian. We've all been called to be witnesses, to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. I wonder, are you running the course, the race that God has placed before you? So often we'll fall down and we'll uh, get distracted. Maybe we'll be hurt by someone or hurt by something or, or, or we'll, uh, we'll be a little bit offended by something or maybe we'll go through a trial in life, whether it's financial or health, and we get distracted and we get off course. This evening I'd like to encourage you. God has placed a race before you. He's set a course before you. Let's run that course. Let's run that race. God didn't allow you uh, uh, to, to, God did not place you here in Heritage Baptist Church. He did not allow you to uh, 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 receive salvation. He didn't give you salvation as a free gift for you simply to live a life that is pleasing to you. We're to live our lives so that we can please the Lord. Paul said to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Mark 16, 15 is a command to all of us. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So how, as a Christian, can I be a part of worldwide evangelism? How can I do my part to get the gospel to this world? Very simply, there's two things that we can do. Number one, spread the gospel locally right where God has placed you. Being a witness where God has placed you I wonder when was the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? We can use excuses. We can uh, give excuses. We can say why we can't. We all have family. We all have friends. We all have neighbors. We all have people that we come in contact with. Uh, just today, uh, David and I were uh, doing a little bit of sightseeing, and we uh, were walking along, and there was a gentleman that, that waved at us and showed uh, some kindness, and and I felt like the Lord opened the door there for me to speak with him, even in these trying times. And we spoke with him and several of his friends and left them a gospel track and gave them a gospel witness. You can be creative and you can ask God to open doors. Oftentimes, we don't have open doors because we're not asking him for it. We're not looking for it. Boy, what a testimony uh, it was that uh, a young lady was reached yesterday and was here uh, at the service this morning. I wonder, Christian, are you doing your part in spreading the gospel locally, being a part of a ministry that, that, that teaches and preaches the gospel, that reaches people, that is uh, visiting people? Are you, are you tithing? Are you a part of this local body of believers? Are you, a, 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 are you serving the Lord right where God has placed you locally? Maybe you have family. I, I've heard the testimonies of those who have family uh, in, in different countries, foreign countries, but you're right here. God has placed you here, and you've received salvation. Boy, what a testimony of a, a lady who is reaching her family in a foreign country through the Internet 
and through communicating with them and, and uh, sharing the live streams and they're getting the gospel and they're trusting Christ, you have an opportunity to reach those within your circle. I would encourage you, is there somebody, maybe a name that comes to mind? You see, God has placed you in this race for a purpose. God brings people into your life for a purpose. And it's not just to enrich our lives and make us happy. It's so that we can testify of the gospel. Are you spreading the gospel locally, right where God has placed you? Winning others. There's a gentleman that came to a meeting of D.L. Moody. And he told D.L. Moody, he said, I lived one year or five years for five years on the mountain of transfiguration. And uh, trying, to, trying to fluff himself up. And D.L. Moody said, how many souls did you lead to Christ last year? He said, have you saved any? He said, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have. And this is what Moody said. He said, we don't, want to, we don't want that kind of mountaintop experience when a man gets up so high that he cannot reach down and save a poor sinner. There's something wrong. Christian, God has placed us in this, in this time. You know, it's every generation's responsibility to reach that generation. God has placed you in this year, 2020. He's not surprised by COVID-19. He's not surprised by the different challenges that we're facing. We still have the same calling. We still have the same course to run. And that is to testify of the gospel. Brother John Wilkerson, Pastor John Wilkerson, made this statement, and it's so simple. But he said, do you want to know the Christians that give out tracts? The ones who carry them. And so oftentimes we don't share the gospel because we're not prepared. So often we don't share, we don't, we don't leave a track just because we don't have one. Our family has done something a little different. We uh, created uh, little tracks. Uh, I don't have it. I think it's on this side. We have little tracks with our family picture on the front. And uh, nope, I have not. We have a hundred percent acceptance rate for these uh, with our family on the front. And I say we're missionaries in Africa. It's hard for somebody to turn down a well digging. Uh, uh, with an orphanage uh, missionary. And so they feel bad to turn that down. And so they take it. And then I share with them on the back, has some Bible verses. You find out how, what, what way you could use to share the gospel. Be creative, especially in times like these. But we can't, we can't hold back. We can't give up. We can't uh, use excuses for not sharing the gospel with others. I don't remember who it was, Pastor, but I mentioned uh, that we were coming out here and that we would be with Pastor Fong. And what an encouragement it was to this, whoever, I can't even remember who it was, but they said, man, Brother Fong, boy, he's a soul winner. Boy, he wins people to the Lord. And what a testimony that is for your church. But I wonder you as a Christian, as a member, see, it's everybody doing their part, as we spoke about even this morning in church, uh, uh, getting on the rope, everybody doing their part. It's not enough to say that, boy, pastor, our pastor, he wins souls to Christ. Boy, our church staff, man, they, they care about people. What about you individually? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit shy about those types of things. You know, I just, I, I, don't, ha I don't know all about, I, I, I don't know if I could answer all their questions. You don't have to know a whole lot. All you need to know is that you were a sinner one day, and Jesus saved you, and you can tell somebody about it. Are you spreading the gospel locally right where God has placed you? And then number two is simply being a part of worldwide evangelism.
being a, that's what the whole purpose of this missions conference is, is to encourage Christians to be a part of worldwide evangelism, getting the gospel in places where you can't go. Getting the gospel to countries where you can't be at right in this place. God has placed you here, and so you send somebody else to a foreign country to take the gospel where you can't be. I have the same responsibility as a missionary wherever I'm at to be a witness. Uh, quick testimony, we were in a, uh, a park, I think it was last week, and uh, there in Iowa. We were with our family, and uh, my wife uh, began speaking with a young boy. He was from Rwanda. And it was exciting. This little boy spoke Swahili. And so I came over and uh, began speaking to him in Swahili. And, and I feel so much more comfortable uh, uh, preaching in Swahili and even sharing the gospel in Swahili. I do it in English, obviously. But uh, I began sharing the gospel with him in Swahili. And what a blessing it was for Benjamin to bow his head right there on the playground as a young man, a teenage boy, young teenage boy, and trust Christ as his Savior. Well, it's just being a witness, asking God for those opportunities. You, maybe you know another language and you meet somebody from uh, that particular country. Boy, what an open door. You can connect with them immediately. The moment I met Benjamin, we connected immediately because of common bond, that language. He spoke some English. We could have communicated in English, fine, but the moment we started speaking Swahili, that was an open door. And God will give you those open doors if you'll seek those and if you'll pray for them. Being a part of getting the gospel locally and then worldwide evangelism. I want you to think about this. I did the math, and <clears throat> the United States is 4.3% is of the world's population. If you look at the world's population, over 7 billion people on planet Earth, 4.3% of those are Americans here, right here, living here in the United States. They say about 30% of Americans claim to be born-again Christians. And I don't know how accurate that, that is, but for illustration purposes, let's just say 30%. If we take 30% of that 4.3, we get about 1% of the world's population are born-again Christian Americans. You see, as, as an American Christian, we have so many blessings spiritually, obviously, for having salvation, but also physically uh, uh, being here in America and opportunities that, that Americans have as far as wealth, as far as a passport. You think about it. Why has God blessed us so much? Why has God given you so much opportunity so that you can run the race that you would like to live? So that you can live the American dream as you see? Or has God allowed you to be in this place so that you're uniquely blessed to get the gospel to the world? You know, I think of California, one of the richest states in, 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 in the United States. I think of California, the, uh, um, a melting pot of the world. And boy, what an impact a church like yours can have and is having but I wonder, Christian, is there something more that you should be doing to get the gospel to the world? As I mentioned this morning, what a missed opportunity of investment if you're not being a part. Maybe you say, uh, Brother Wyatt, uh, I, I, we, do, we do give and we do, uh, we're a part. Amen. Maybe God's asking you to do a little bit more. Maybe God uh, this year is saying, uh, uh, you, you, you be a part of faith promise. 
And you keep that going, but I also want you to be a part of the capital offering as well. But being a part, God has blessed us tremendously. You think about uh, even the Bible. This afternoon we were talking with Brother Haynes, and he said they, uh, they had just finished the Bible, the New Testament, where they're at. They just finished it. You, you realize there are 57% of the languages of the world do not have a full Bible. So many uh, uh, countries and languages that do not have a Bible. But we have a Bible. We have God's Word that we can study it. We have salvation. God has blessed us monetarily. Is it so that we can consume it upon our lust? No, I submit to you this evening, God has blessed you and I so that we can get the gospel to this world. Uniquely in this generation and at this time to be able to get the gospel to the world. Yes, there are restricted access nations, but many times you'll find an American there serving the Lord. The passport gets us into Tanzania, and really most any African nations, a U.S. passport, a Tanzanian couldn't come to the United States very easily and be a missionary. A Tanzanian couldn't go to uh, maybe South Africa to be a missionary, but an American passport can go there. And so we are so blessed. There's so many different things that God has blessed us with. Are we using it just to enjoy life? Just because when I go out of my gate every day, I see the need for worldwide evangelism. You don't, you, you, you don't see that. You don't see the need for Tanzania every morning you wake up. Does it negate your responsibility to get the gospel to the world? Sometimes just because uh, we haven't, we've never seen it. Maybe you haven't ever taken a mission trip. I'd encourage you to take a mission trip at some point. Because when you see it, it becomes real. And that burden becomes greater, realizing the need to get the gospel to this world. I submit to you, Christian, that God has not placed you into this race. You, you have not received salvation just to live the American dream. We've been given those blessings to get the gospel to the world. running the race that God has placed before us. Luke 12, 48 says, For unto whomsoever much is given, to him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. We've been given so much. I've, I have been given so much. How could I use that to live for myself. We have a great responsibility to give to missions, to pray for missions, to be faithful where God has placed us, to get the gospel to this world. Christian, are you running the race that God has placed before you? Are you right in the center of God's will? I would venture to say in a crowd this size, there very well could be those, maybe it's a young person, maybe it's a young couple, that God is calling to go to a foreign country. Maybe the race that God has planned for you is to be a missionary and to take the gospel to a foreign country. I hope you'd be open to that. I hope you'd be willing. I hope you'd be surrendered. I want to tell you the rest of the story of Mr. Aquare.
When I heard his story for the first time, it was actually Brother Getch that I heard the story. When I heard the story for the first time, I thought, man, I need to find this man. If he's, I don't even know if he's still alive, where he's at. And so uh, there in Tanzania, I got on the phone and I began calling and calling around and seeing who I could get in touch with. I was able to finally get a hold of the Olympic Committee there in Tanzania. And I said, I'm trying to locate Mr. John Stephen Aquare. And they gave me his phone number. And so I, I called that number and I remember the day I was in my office and I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to reach this man. But Mr. Aquare answered the phone. He's in the village of Mbulu, uh, probably about 12 hours away from where we're at. And I said, Mr. Aquare, we'd like to invite you to our Tanzanian Stadium Crusade, our, our, our soccer event that we hold every year. I'd like you to be our honored guest. And uh, it almost didn't happen, but, it, but God was in it. And Mr. Aquare came on a bus, just, a, just uh, 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 like a Greyhound bus from his city to our city. And uh, we had him there. He was our honored guest on Sunday. We had some soccer teams there. They were excited to see him. Many Tanzanians have heard his story but have never met him or never seen him. And uh, really kind of an unsung hero there. And it was exciting to share his, his story with the Tanzanians. He was there with us on Saturday for the crusade, and of course, I preached the gospel there on Saturday. He was there with us on Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, and then Sunday afternoon. We had uh, soccer teams there. It was our soccer Sunday. He heard the gospel then. Sunday evening, we took him out to a nice restaurant there in our city, and uh, he would be leaving the next morning on Monday, and I scooted my chair up next to him. I'd been praying for a good time to witness to him. I'd been burdened. And I scooted up next to him, and I said, Mr. Aquare, I'd like to share something with you. And I shared, went on to share the gospel with him again for uh, maybe the third or fourth time that he had heard it that weekend. And at the very end, I said, Mr. Aquare, would you like to put your trust in Jesus Christ alone? And how exciting it was when Mr. Aquare said, yes, I would. And this legend there in Tanzania bowed his head and trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior. You know, there's two exciting things about that story. One, Mr. Aquare will now be able to finish the course, finish the race, go to heaven when he dies one day. He's known for finishing this worldly race, and, and that's encouraging, and that's a great inspirational story, but it wouldn't be if he ended up in hell one day. And the second thing is this. We came back in 2007. We shared our work. We were unproven. We were just a young couple fresh out of Bible college. We had a vision. We had a desire to serve the Lord, but we didn't have much to show for. But pastor and you as a church got behind us and said, we want to support that family, and you did. And because you did, you had a part in Mr. Aquatic and many, many unnamed others that have trusted Christ over the years. Boy, how exciting is that? If you've given to mission over the years, you had a part in that. If you've been giving to missions, you had a part in those who were saved just a few weeks ago at our crusade. Every week this year, we've seen souls trust Christ through Faith Baptist Church, whether it be throughout in our visitation, whether it be through uh, uh, our church services or our, uh, our Bible clubs or uh, our public school ministry. Uh, you've had a part in that. 
I want to encourage you if, you, if you aren't giving, you're missing a great opportunity. We're just one of many great, wonderful, incredible missionaries that your church supports. I'd encourage you again about the capital offering. Obviously, your pastor is burdened about this. He has a vision. He has a desire to see more churches planted and ministries helped, the gospel spread across this world. I'd encourage you, ask the Lord and be honest with the Lord. Lord, you know what we could give. You know what we could do, how we could be a part of this. Again, I, I say this not for my benefit. I would hate for you to meet Tanzanians in heaven and realize, you know what? I went to Heritage. I was a part of the services, but I never had a part in that. I never, I never gave. I never, never did anything to get the gospel to this world. Are you running the race God has placed before you? I hope you'll be able to say, as Paul did at the end of his life, he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Will you be able to stand before God Almighty one day and say, Lord, all of the energy that you entrusted me, all of the finances, the monetary gain that you entrusted me, all of the ability, all of the relationships, all that you gave me, Lord, I used it for your glory. Lord, you've given me much, and Lord, I've endeavored with all the power that is within me to finish the course that you've placed before me. Each one of our courses are different, a little bit different. Obviously, along that course, it's witnessing, it's, it's giving, but you may be an engineer, a plumber, a, a businessman, but God has placed a course before you. Are you running that course?